Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to Beyond Synth. This is episode 152, and on the show today, I am going to be catching up with Let em Riot, and we're going to do that later on in the show. But first, we're going to listen to some cool music. We got a giveaway from Playmaker Media, and I'm going to talk to the dude who runs Playmaker Media in just a little bit, and we're going to talk about what you got to do to win. And the prizes are cool, so if you like synth music there's gonna be some good prizes for you and we'll do that in just a bit but first let us listen to some music so what do we got here in the old playlist uh here's a cool track from 24 7 from the album zero hour and this is lights lasers victory
And that was Lights, Lasers, Victory by 24-7. And I dig that, man. That dude makes cool music. It's kind of got sort of a video game kind of vibe to it, but uh, but I dig it. And I want to tell you guys about BeyondSynth.com. So if you haven't gone to BeyondSynth.com, I suggest you do it because it is home to the Synthwave Artist Database, which has basically a, well, it's a database. It's got, <laughs> it's got like 500 entries and uh, or more actually of a synthwave artist and you can uh, they got all their links there and stuff like this and i want you to know that it is made by a dude called mike rezel who designed the website for me i told him what i wanted he made this wicked website he uh, he went above the call of duty above and beyond the call of duty so i want you to check out mike because uh, that's what he does man he makes websites and he does a good job of it mike just makes fucking awesome websites man he's fast he gives free hosting and builds in tools so you can like easily edit your site yourself you know when it's up and running so go check out mikerezel.com uh, at m-i-k-e-r-e-z-l.com or z for you yanks and technically he is a yank so maybe i should be saying it is uh, z m-i-k-e-r-e-z-l.com there you go americans what do you think about that anyways listen I also have some Bandcamp codes to give away, but I'm going to do that in the chat. So this is just for the people who are tuning in uh, when the show airs on Power85.com. And it is for C. Thomas Howell's album, Dead Again. So if you're in the chat room, um, I'm just going to drop some codes while this episode airs and you can uh, pick them up. All right. So do it. Do it for me. Okay. Now what? What are we doing? What are we doing? We're going to listen to some more music and uh, keep this party going. So what do we got here? Here's one by Maya. This one's called Girls of Summer Are Gone.
And that was Maya with the song Girls of Summer Are Gone. And I want you guys to never forget that Beyond Synth is brought to you by Zencaster. The easiest way to record your podcast in studio quality. And uh, Zencaster is a web-based recording solution for podcasters. I think my daughter is screaming in the background. If you hear a baby screaming, she's learning her alphabet in the other room. And uh, that's the only way to learn, man. You have to look at a screen with the alphabet on it and just yell the letters at it. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, Zencaster. So it's web-based uh, podcast recording software. Uh, it works really well. It's a very intuitive interface, and it records the audio on both sides of the conversation, or multiple sides of the conversation, because if you subscribe, you can record conversations with uh, lots of different guests, and the software records the audio of all of them as a separate channel, and then sends it to your Dropbox. It's really cool, and everyone who I've talked with, whenever I use Zencaster, they're always like, hey, this is this is really cool, actually, and I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, it, it actually is uh, neat. Anyways, go to Zencaster.com, Z-E-N-C-A. ASTR.com. Use the promo code BeyondSynth to receive 20% off. And also, don't forget to check out Retro Revolutions on YouTube. Jared is a big sponsor of Beyond Synth, and you should check out his channel, Retro Revolutions. It's actually growing because what he does is cool. So I don't know if he necessarily needs my help, but it's good stuff. He's uh, got a video up there right now where he's turning an Atari Lynx into a console version, and you can see him opening it up, and he shows you all the rewiring he's doing and all the soldering of things and slotting stuff in and things to make a Lynx actually like work on a TV and, and connect a controller and stuff. And I think part one is up right now. Anyway, it's good stuff, so go check it out. That's Retro Revolutions on YouTube. You can also follow him at Retro Faith Games on Twitter and retro underscore revolutions on Instagram. And now I would like to listen to a song. This is from Hag Horror. <laughs> I always feel weird saying the word horror um, because it sounds like I'm saying whore. Like every time, like I have to really stress. Like if you say that word quickly, like, oh, the horror, oh, the horror. Like you, like I, I feel like I really have to pronounce that n- you know, the the horror, you know, just to make sure that people don't think I'm saying whore. Because I'm not. I'm saying horror. All right? Anyway, this is by Hag Horror, and this track is called Machine Talk.
And that was Machine Talk by Hag Horror. <laughs> Maybe that word is just like my nemesis. It's a hard word to say. Horror. The horror. That sounds like I'm doing like some shitty fucking Tom Brokaw impression. Is that a relevant reference now? I don't think so. Uh, look, that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. The king of the Pattersons this week is Mr. Chris Williams. This dude is awesome. He is the king of the Pattersons, and he's also uh, helping me out behind the scenes. So uh, what a cool guy. And uh, maybe one of these days you'll see the fruits of the labors. But uh, anyway, Chris Williams is cool. And you should all know that. All right. And of course, there's Retro Revolutions. We already talked about that. Go check out Retro Revolutions. And in the $25 Club, there's Mr. Clint Dowling and Christian James and Mike Shima, Joey and Kendra, Gregorio Franco. Chris Dance. And Chris messaged me because, you know, sometimes uh, when I do the show, I, I talk about my Pattersons who donate to the Beyond Synth Patreon and I keep forgetting what Chris does as a job and I keep thinking he works in like a a shop or something and he says his trade is fabricator of metal slash wood which basically means he can make stuff out of things which means he probably does work in a shop right? What do I know? I don't know anything about shops. I'd also like to thank uh, Jacob Wick with uh, the 2288. And of course, this episode is because Jacob Wick emailed me and said, uh, Hey, man, you should have Let Him Riot back on because he's got a new album. And I get so inundated with stuff. I'm like, oh, shit. And then I went and checked it out. And I'm like, yes, I should. And so uh, this one, this one's uh, for you, Jacob. And then, of course, there's Frank Skinnicky with the 1987. And Frank is a cool guy. Well, you're all cool, really, but uh, I want you guys to I want you guys to know that I don't really have too much to update today. I'm recording this one late again, <laughs> which is the fucking story of my life because we played, I think, a rerun yesterday on Power eighty five to get people primed for the return of Let 'Em Riot, which we're gonna do later in the show. But how about this? Because today I don't uh, I don't have anything to say really. Let's listen to another song and then we'll go chat with Playmaker Media. We'll talk about the sweepstakes and then we shall uh, do more show. So let's listen to some music. This is Wolf and Raven from the album Cursed, and this track is called The Belmont Curse. <laughs>
And that was the Belmont Curse by Wolf and Raven. And if you dig that, you should go back a few episodes and check out the time I chatted with Wolf and Raven because uh, he makes cool music. And it's uh, it's really fun stuff. I know like when I aired that one, I think there's a lot of people who didn't know who those guys were, but then they're like, oh shit, like this music's really cool. And it is. So yeah, Wolf and Raven. All right, let's go chat with... Oh, that was brought to you by people. <laughs> That was brought to you by my lovely Patreon Pattersons. There's Ken Giroux. Wait, what? It looks like Ken Giroux has upgraded his support. Thanks, Ken Giroux. You're now in the $15 club with Hampus ML. I always knew you were cool, Ken Giroux. I just, I always knew. And then there's Hampus ML. You're a cool guy, too. You know what you do, man. What is the ML, anyways? Is that like where you live? Are those initials? Because there's a hyphen in there. Anyway, and of course, there's the lovely Chris Alaya Lane with the 1111. Hi, Chris Alaya. I hope you're doing all right today. I know it. <laughs> when I say it in that voice, it sounds insincere, but uh, I mean it. It's uh, it's just when I'm when I'm in front of the microphone, I just like to go. I hope you're having a good day. When in fact, I mean, I hope you're having a good day. Even that is that weird too. Someone walked in and said that to you in that tone of voice? I don't know. i also like to thank the people in the $10 club. There's Fraser Davidson, whose list actually came in handy this week. And Kempson Games, Lucas Ceballos, Justin Armour, The Patch Bay, Blake Peterson, and Martin Larby, who seems to be on some sort of perpetual vacation. He just keeps posting pictures of him all red-faced, fucking drunk in the sun. At least I'm assuming that's what's happening. <laughs> This is just me following the social media accounts of the people who donate money to Beyond Synth. And if you want to uh, help out the show, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth to donate. Or you can also go to beyondsynth.com and there's a big donate button on there. That's a thing you can do. So let's go talk with Playmaker Media. Alrighty, so I'm here with the dude behind Playmaker Media. So how do you actually say your name? We've chatted many times, but I've never actually said your name out loud. Yeah, so it's, uh, my name is, um, it has a Germanic feel to it. So mm. it's Jürgen. Jürgen. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, that's so tricky when, when English people, they always say the G, but you pronounce my name with a, with a silent G, like G, Jürgen. Jürgen. Jürgen Yeah, it's a double tongue twister It's got like the rolling R in there as well Like Jürgen Jesus Christ <laughs> how, do you, how do you say your name? <laughs> like, I would find that so difficult when you're introducing people Like my name uh, is But you can say Jürgen like like many American or English friends say. Jürgen you, I, yeah. but, I, but I want to say it correctly here So Jürgen, Jürgen, Jürgen Jürgen. 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 Yeah, Jürgen. Jürgen. Yes, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man. How's it going, Jürgen? So you are the uh, the head of Playmaker Media, is that correct? I am the head honcho. That's right. So what's going on today? Because uh, I know you, we've been trying to do this for a while, but you want to do a, a giveaway of some kind. Is that correct? I do want to do a giveaway. I really appreciate your radio show. I, I do appreciate exposure on it as well. And I think it's great for Playmaker to do some giveaways. I don't do them so many times. I think I've done a few. And like one was like a Death Dragon cassette on your show. Mm. So anyway, yes, I did want to do a massive giveaway uh, via Beyond Synth. So what's the plan? Do you have a plan? I have a plan, yeah. I want to give three uh, uh, giveaways, one set of three LPs, 
one set of three cassettes, one set of one cassette. Cool, man. So what are we doing? We're doing the, the vinyl releases we've got so far. This is uh, Bart Graft's his Modern Life LP. Mm -hmm. It includes an uh, Alex uh, record uh, called X. Along in that first like major stack, it's going to have the Le Cassette uh, vinyl as well. So we're doing this uh, vinyl. It should be out next month. So it's already in, in the press. That's their, their legendary debut album, much, much against everyone's advice. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, I guess I haven't been paying attention here. So right. the Look Set vinyl is being released under Playmaker? Yes. Why is that? <laughs> because me, me and Adam are, uh, you know, like buddies and we, we talked about it and we went ahead and did, and did it. So Because when they released the album the first time, it was with... Um... Yeah, like for some reason, I don't know too many of the details, uh, but for some reason, Telefuture has gone silent for a while. Mm. And there has been no communication with that label from anyone in the scene. Right. So Lucasette has reclaimed their rights and we've come to an agreement to do the physical. So Cool man. Well look, that's like one of the best albums there is, man. So that's a yeah. that's gonna be quite yeah, yeah. the prize. So <laughs> so the first order of business is we're gonna be giving away a set of three vinyls. Yeah. And those were the vinyls, so Bart Graft, Alex, and Lucasette. That's a fucking wicked prize right there. That's that is, that is, is. You have to do something for it, though. Okay, that's fine. Well, I mean, I'm not going to do anything, but <laughs> the, the, the listeners will do something. <laughs> that's exactly right. To be honest with you, I kind of want that prize, so maybe I will, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll enter my name into the... <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can try. There's a, there's a certain, yeah. <laughs> no, so there will be uh, an, uh, an, a sort of a riddle acronym thing on the website soon, on the Playmaking Media website, and it's going to be a separate page that is talking about the Beyond Synth giveaway. Okay. So that's going to be up, you know, by by time the, the episode airs. So uh, those three things will be, you know, like attainable through there. So the people listening now, please go to uh, playmakermedia.net and uh, check out the um, Beyond Synth uh, giveaway. So will there be instructions on the website? Like I don't have to say what the instructions are here. Like when they go there, they'll know what to do. Yeah, they'll they'll go on a treasure hunt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was this like fun to put together? Oh yes, I, I I really like this kind of things, and I think it should be you know like a bit playful as well, and uh, not just like oh just send an email there and you'll do, you're the first to email. Like I want to you know like make it a nice fun thing equal for everybody to you know like use their brain and try to catch the price cool man so that's awesome so mm -hmm. playmakermedia.net yes and uh they're gonna click on the link of beyond synth giveaway it'll be somewhere on the site that's the first thing you need to find is oh so they gotta is, it's hidden oh it's not really hidden it's just <laughs> not like <laughs> i won't give away too much okay. but it's not like you know any fool can find it basically mm. and then then it starts well that's exciting man well listen that mm -hmm. sounds like a great prize so you're giving away so those three lps yeah and then did you say a set of three cassettes of the same a set albums of three cassettes. oh that's uh, yet to be determined that you will see on the website okay cool and then the other one is just uh just a cassette so it's sort of like yeah it could be look a set a cassette who knows so that's fun so uh listeners right now if you're listening to the show and you haven't been paying attention go to playmakermedia.net mm -hmm. and click on the beyond synth link there's going to be a beyond synth uh, prize thing what, what, what is it going to be called it's just going to be like the beyond synth giveaway beyond synth giveaway and click on that and then you're going to go on a little treasure hunt and get a cool prize and i gotta say that's a pretty sweet prize like the first yeah. place there with those vinyls that's pretty awesome yeah 
So yeah, th this weekend we are starting with the pre-orders on Lacazette. I think it's gonna go quite fast. So if you won't be able to catch the amount of copies we're releasing for the first press, then um, yeah, this gives you another chance to to get that price. That's wicked, man. Well, how about this? Let's listen to a song and then uh, and then maybe we'll chat for a few more minutes. How about that? That's cool, man. All right, man. Well, here's a track. This is Star Wolf, and this is also available on Playmaker Media, so you can go check it out. This is Star Wolf from the album Star Wolf and this track is called Giga Quest. That was Giga Quest by Star Wolf. 
which you can get on Playmaker Media. I dig that one. It sounds cool. It's got some some video game vibes, and uh, I like it. And that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. There's Hexenwork, Digital Dreams, Power Loader, Trevor Resnick, Poly Digital, Elias Garnier, Murat, Playmaker Media, and that's you, and Ashley Keegan, and Greg Smith. And fucking Slunks. And Will Lowe. I'll just name them all. And Winfield and Colin Bennett. Thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. If you would like to join them, go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. And I am here with the guy behind Playmaker Media. We're just uh, chatting here. And uh, let me try and say your name. Go ahead. Y- Jürgen. Nope. Fuck. Hold on. Jürgen. 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 You make it sound like a swear word almost. <laughs> That's what I say whenever Jürgen. I yeah whenever I stub my toe like Jürgen Jürgen yeah it's got like that Scandinavian toe like I'm not Scandinavian but the name is like uh, a Northern European origin so mm. that's why it's like, Jürgen yeah Jürgen 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 it's hard because I really want to say that G well English translation to Jürgen is apparently George so George yeah can I call you George you can call me George. <laughs> And they, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent is of Andy over there. Undrau. Undrau. Yeah. yeah. We do have a few Andys around. Um, so, what does Undrau mean? Is that a word? Does that mean underwear? Exactly. How did you guess? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about uh, Playmaker Media. I don't think we've ever really chatted too much about the. Right. Uh, what do you know about Playmaker Media, Andy? I know that it's called Playmaker Media, and that you are one of the patrons of Beyond Synth. Uh huh. And that uh, you've got some good artists releases under your label, and that is about it. And your name is difficult for me to pronounce. Right, right, right. These are the things I know. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Playmaker has been been around in the scene for quite a long time. I started with a blog in 2009, so that's like a long time ago. It's almost 10 years now, mm. and um, we started before Synthetic started. And I was living in Australia back then, and I remember talking to. Uh, Rick, it was a bit uh, of a, a wider blog. I would do some blockhousey stuff, some synthwave stuff, but it wasn't really like called even synthwave back then. There was like a few kids doing it. We had like a few compilations out, like the Masters of the Universe compilations. I don't know if you remember yeah, 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 yeah. time. So it all started like a, a long time ago until I got more and more demos and then a label started emerging and we started doing cassettes and it went from there basically. In almost nine years, we've got about 50 releases out and um, since this year, we've started doing the, the finals. I had to take a, a break from the scene like I took a break in 2015 2016 for various personal reasons and, and it was all getting a bit much but I, I regrouped myself and I picked up the label again and so started doing even more physicals and, and finals and stuff like that so I think we're on a good roll right now it's really interesting because we, we've been quite established with I would say a, a bit bigger names in, in the scene and I, I want to give a fair chance to new new people as well like just stuff I really dig I'm, I get in contact with, with the artists or they get in contact with me asking me can we do a physical through Playmaker it, it could be somebody new and I'm like dude this is really cool stuff let's do the cassette if it works well we'll do a final so yeah that's how it all unfolds besides my, my full time job I have to work on this label as well it's taking quite a lot of my time doing this whole thing but I do it with a, with a passion for this music so that's what Playmaker is well that's about. awesome dude I, I didn't I didn't know you uh, have been doing it for so long 
Yeah, um, I have been, yeah. The whole like two years of not doing any releases was the time that Synthwave really started to blow up and I didn't even realize. Like I was playing in a band and, and I was listening to like some other music and I wasn't really paying that more attention to it as well. And then I sort of like rekindled my whole love for Synthwave again and I all of a sudden I see like, what the fuck? Like Carpenter Brew and Perturbator, these guys are like super big. I, I was like mind blown. Like what the hell happened to the scene? Mm. And there was was all like new labels so many new artists like for me I was like back at the candy store you know like there was so much stuff to discover and I'm like wow this is <laughs> really awesome <laughs> and it's also like I was aware of you and your, your radio show but back a few years ago I wasn't really listening to any of it and then I started listening to Beyond Synth like last year and it really like absorbed me again into the scene and, and it was really awesome like almost a second coming you know like of Synthwave for me and I'm super hyped and motivated to do the label now because I think the scene is in a really great shape. The, the newer stuff that came to me like in the last few years that has really, really, really been great. It's it's nice to be like an old school head, uh, like I would say, to like see what the kids do today as well. Like, like the midnight, what the hell? Like I didn't realize how big these things were mm-hmm. and I was just mind blown and, and like, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, man, it's a lot of fun. There's so many people doing cool stuff and when new artists right. come along and mm-hmm. I hear cool shit, I just get super excited and it energizes me to, to do the thing. And, all right, man. Well, look, we got to run, but right. I'm excited for this uh, this giveaway. It's the, super cool. Yes, for sure. By now, people are solving riddles on the website. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see. I mean, well, of course they will. That's a great prize. I mean, I think even I'll fucking do that because, I mean, that seems like a, a cool prize. Yeah, I'll keep you posted on the outcome, man. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. We'll have you back on and maybe talk about some of the stuff that's uh, coming up. Yes, exactly. There's a ton of really cool releases coming out and I'm playing with a idea of like doing a seasonal magazine as a free gift to go with any final order so that's gonna be fun as well it's gonna have like a, a nice uh, fun and games columns stuff like that awesome man all right well look it was lovely talking to you cool andy it was great talking to you and uh and people should go to playmakermedia.net awesome <laughs> all right we did it man <laughs> we did it thanks man that was great all right, and that was Jürgen. Sorry, dude, I fucking can't say your name. <laughs> I wish I could. I just I keep wanting to say that G. Anyway, he runs Playmaker Media, so go right now to the Playmaker Media website and get a, get in on those sweepstakes, man, because those are some great prizes. That, like, three-pack vinyl is, uh, is like a super prize, man, so I would say go do it up. And how about we listen to another song from another Playmaker Media artist? This is, um, actually, I think this is one of the vinyls that they're giving away. This is Bart Graft from the album Modern Life, and this is Middle Street.
And that was Middle Street by Bart Graft from the album Modern Life, Playmaker Media. And that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. With the triple seven, it's the Rosconian and Skywolf. Hugh Jones with the 669. And now it's time for the donation of the beast. This is the donation of the beast. These are all the people who donate $6 and 66 cents. To beyond sin. The Dark Lord compels them and they obey. There's Luke BTD, Ross Pentland, Moose Knox, Rob Dyson, Street Cleaner, Orlando Rodriguez Naif, Till Wild, Straylight, Carm, Love Machines from IX and Renton Brax. And rounding it out with the 617, it's Polar Wildcat. Studios, And thank you all very much for donating to Beyond Synth. We had a fun night the other day. Uh, Mecha Mako, which is Haley Stewart, uh, she put on a little show uh, along with Dana Jean Phoenix. We went to Handlebar in Toronto, and that was a fun little show. I saw a few people uh, from the scene there, and we chatted and had a good time. And then a few days ago, Magic Sword was in Toronto, and I did some things with them. And that was a good time, and their opening act was a lot of fun. It was this band called Computronic Spree. I think they're Canadian, and they're just people who dress up like Transformers. You've probably seen the videos. They dress like Transformers from the old cartoon, and then they're like a cover band, and they play like the Transformers theme song, and they did like the Pokemon theme, and um, they played True Survivor. It's It's a fun band. It was a lot of fun. It made me laugh while they were on stage, and their costumes are pretty fun, too. So all in all, the past few days have been uh, some eventful synth evenings in Toronto, which was uh, which was good. And if you get a chance to go see Magic Sword, I suggest you do because it's a it's a fun show. So how about this? Let's listen to another song and then we'll go chat with Let 'em Riot. So here's one from Astral Tales from the album Ray Tracers, and this is Under the Gates of Osiris.
And that was Astral Tales with the track Under the Gates of Osiris from the album Ray Tracers. And that was brought to you by my lovely $5 Pattersons. Well, with $5.20, there's Timbral. And then my $5 Pattersons. There's Kevin Nogelny, Kyle Droll, Pip Dig, Erasmus. Now, Erasmus sent me a letter. He says his last name does sound dirty and that it makes him laugh when people try to pronounce it but i've asserted that i'm just going to call you erasmus because your last name it's p-a-p-a-f-a-k-i-s so it literally looks like papa fuckis papa fuckis it's i don't like saying that word sorry about you <laughs> but thank you very much for your support of beyond synth erasmus and then there's deep loki mikey c david andrews the englishman in texas Tomash Shimanek, Andrew Tukas, Rachel Buchelman, Sergio Matai, Binkley, Sven Bomanis, which I believe works with Chris Dance. So you're all metal wood people. Then there's City Bat, Christopher Albert, Daniel Dexius, Star Nomad, Michelle Vasquez, Tim Ross, Neon Knox, Damian Rudy's, Lee McConnell, Zychorax, Marco Crane and Donk. I feel like I'm doing that thing where Oprah, you know, where she says, like, you get a car. Remember that reference? Corey Valentine, Timothy Pierce, Starlight Fisher, Barons of Santa Carla, Tristan Waits, Dana Jean Phoenix, Stu M, Night Raptors, Simon Norberg, Matthew Lister, Bobby B, Roman, Joe and Lando. Gus Velasek and Kai. Uh, thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. You can join them at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or check out beyondsynth.com and click the donate button. And that is all. And now, let us go chat with Let em Riot. All right, and I'm here again, the return of Let em Riot. How's it going, man? It's going good. Thanks for having me again. Alan Oaks. Yes. Junior. Yes. <laughs> you recently found that out. <laughs> I should tell the listeners because I think it's a funny story. <laughs> Whenever I message people out of the blue, I type their name into Facebook if I'm messaging them on Facebook and I'll find like the next person that has their exact same name and I'll just send them that as a still. Sometimes I don't even say hello. Like if I'm going to, I'm about to message like Jake Freeman or something and I'll just type in Jake Freeman, take a still of yeah. the, uh, some dude called Jake Freeman, send it to him. And I did that to you yesterday. And then it turned out that the fucking still I had sent you was a picture of your dad. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there wondering. I'm like, why is he sending me a picture of my dad? <laughs> that was hilarious. You're just like, yeah, that's my dad. Like, what? It was out of the blue. I hadn't talked to you in a few months. <laughs> anyway, I thought that worked out great. That really made me laugh. Yeah. Part of me was like, if I don't explain this, is it funnier? Like... It would have made me laugh, but then it would have also made me look like some sort of insane stalker or something. Like, just randomly send people pictures of their family. Like, <laughs> Yeah, next it was going to be a picture of my house, right? Yeah, yeah and then a picking picture of the grocery store you shop at. And Anyways, man, how, how have you been? I've been well. How's life? Uh, it's going good. Same old, same old. You know, just doing music and working and doing music. Well, that's the fucking most important thing, is the music. Yeah. The work fucking sucks. <laughs> Take it or leave it. So you came up with this new album. It's, I mean, in February. Yes. Beyond synth listener Jacob Wick 
whose favorite uh, synth act is Let Him Riot, and he messaged me and he's just like, uh, he came, uh, Let Him Riot came with a new album. Are you going to have him back on the show? And I, I said, sure. And I think that was in February. <laughs> Awesome. Well, didn't we do that uh, that little video clip for Jacob? Yes, we did. A couple months ago, yeah. Shout awesome. out to Jacob Wick. I'm glad he hit you up then. Yeah, because I honestly, I feel bad because there's a lot of people whose music I really like and I'm so fucking inundated and frazzled that some albums have literally just passed me by where someone will message me and like, hey, there's a new something or other. And I'm like, yeah. really? Like, oh, shit. It's, it's hard to keep up. It is. I mean, technically speaking, that should be what I do like, <laughs> like, as a rule. But I find even for me, it's I, I don't have enough time. If I was doing this as a full-time job, then that would be like Wednesday is make sure you're caught up on new albums day. You right. know? But instead, it's a uh, fucking wait till listeners send stuff to me. And then 10 months later, I read the email. And then 10 months after that, I listen to the fucking thing. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> So what's been going on, dude? Like you mentioned, just released the uh, the new record a couple months ago, and now just uh, trying to focus on playing live. I think that would be uh, the next step, and uh, try to play as much as possible coming up summertime. You know, so this one it wasn't all new tracks, right? Like, wasn't there some like singles from before, like put on this thing? Yeah, this one's a compilation, or just kind of like a. Uh, best of if you will i don't know when i was chatting with new retrowave the record label we were discussing what to do we could have either done another ep all new tracks but i think we wanted to go with a full length route and um we just came up with the idea of maybe well maybe let's just put together a full length 10 tracks and just make it like a debut album since i technically you know haven't released an album it's been all eps up until this point right you know so we just kind of sat there and discussed which songs we would like to see on the record and put them together and then and then put three new tracks on there just to you know give the listeners something new mm-hmm. so it just wasn't a, a record of just all previous you know all stuff that had been out so yeah 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 the shrewd business plan yes this new retro wave right yes new retro wave he, he is a shrewd businessman <laughs> But, I mean, it was right. It's just like, you know, let's put out a record. You you haven't put out a full length yet. So this is technically my my debut album. Do you feel like a big man now? Yes. It's official. <laughs> official. My debut album came out after 10 years of doing Let Him Riot. But the thing is, I mean, maybe it's kind of like cheating, but when you have an album like this that's sort of like a compilation of all the singles you put out it's like uh, every track on it is good i hope so yeah no it is like i mean oh, okay, I, good. I was listening back and i know i know there was some i mean i recognize that there was new ones in there because i dug them mm-hmm. some of them sounded different to me they did you did change something right because like some of yes. the ones that i recognized were still kind of like this this seemed different yes so what we wanted to do is uh remaster the album just to kind of make everything uh, on the same level sonically yeah so the album is remastered some of those sessions are like five years old you know even older mm-hmm. so i was digging up old sessions and touching them up and then so i can get them ready for the remaster a lot can change plug-in wise and computer software wise sure you know over five years so the mixes weren't exactly the same at the end of the day it was kind of cool because it's old songs but they're tweet so they kind of have like a little new vibe to them yeah yeah no they definitely do for sure well let's listen to one and then we'll keep talking okay so uh here's a cool track i dug uh it's called wild ones nice and uh it's by by let him riot
was Wild Ones by Let'em Riot. And I'm here with Let'em Riot right now making his 
second appearance on Beyond Synth and squishing a pop can or something over there. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going to edit that out later, right? No. Oh. No way. I'm going to make that the whole interview. Instead of you talking, it's just going to be, I'm going to sample the sound of that pop can and then just like play it as notes for like the different words. Can you hear me shuffling in my chair too? <laughs> I can. Oh man. I should have put like a gate on something. No, it's all on the good. Microphone. It's all okay. good, man. It's all good. But um, I mean, we were just talking before about sort of how the project files kind of changed when you sort of reloaded them. Did you intentionally do anything new? Like, yes. did you sing any parts again or did you play or like replay a thing or? No, I might've tweaked things that kind of bugged me. When you release a song, it's never perfect. And so, you know, after years of listening to these songs, I'm like, ah, I really wish I could have just tweaked that, you know, by digging up the old, uh, the old sessions. I'm like, well, now's my chance. So I just tweaked it a little. Right. Really like minor tweaks that I don't think the majority of the listeners are going to notice, but that kind of bugged me over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that must feel good, though, because, I mean, I I appreciate, like, I know that feeling, and it feels good to rectify. Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, I don't like bringing up old tracks, like rehashing the past, you know, it's kind of, you know, you you do it, you just, and you put it out there, and it's done, and hate it or love it, you know, that's the way it came out. You you don't want to George Lucas your songs, is that what you're saying? No, 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 I'd just rather leave them where they are and just kind of move on to the new stuff, but it was cool to be able to, you know kind of revisit some of those old sessions and uh, go through that in terms of like how you made the music back like you know those years ago compared to now Mm -hmm. i mean are you still using like the same software and stuff or did you like transfer some stems to like a different program like what was the actual technical process no i actually I, i have my old desktop sitting in the corner of my studio and that desktop runs pro tools and I, I haven't used Pro Tools, I don't know, two, three years. Mm-hmm. So I've since moved to Logic. You know, when you're upgrading your machine and, uh, you know, it, it was just a big hassle to upgrade my Pro Tools rig too. So yeah. I just moved over to Logic. So I actually had to go to my old machine that still has Pro Tools to open up those old sessions. So I was opening up the old Pro Tools sessions from six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And so with an older machine, it, it's kind of like a crapshoot. You're just like, oh, I hope nothing crashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I opened up the original sessions. So there was no stems. It was just all the original Pro Tools sessions. You to fire up that M box? Yeah, well, yeah, I have a, an old interface that's obsolete now, but I can still run it on my old machine. So it's like an M box, but it's a little bit older. It's uh, DigiDesign 002 Red. I think that thing is like maybe 15 years old. I had one. I don't have it anymore. I went to film school and in our sound class, we had to, we, we you know, we had a Pro Tools class or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was at that time where we had to buy an M-Box. Like that was just, you couldn't use Pro Tools without it. And the fucking yep. thing cost like 700 bucks. Yep. It would have been the cheapest M-Box you could get, whatever model that was. It sort of stood upright and was like kind of gray and purple. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The, the point is that <laughs> that program required that you plug that stupid thing into your computer and then like, I maybe did like two projects with Pro Tools. Like, I put a lot of money into that thing to use it the amount I did. Yeah, that uh, double O2 rack was a lot of money back in the day. And now it's obsolete. Yeah. Use it. <laughs> Yay! I know, right? Yeah, I remember all this information that I didn't absorb at the time because I was so uninterested, and now it's like, but it's irrelevant. The M box, like hooking it into the computer, and say, okay, now if you're gonna hook in the, you're gonna hook in the DAT tape machine, you're gonna need a SPDIF cable, mm-hmm. and and like literally, like every single word I just said is a thing that is obsolete. <laughs> 
Like the act of recording on a DAT tape, a DAT tape machine, a fucking SPDIF cable, like all this stuff is like, what are any of those things? M box? Yep. Stupid. Well, and back back then when we were using when I was using Pro Tools in the early days, all you could use was DigiDesign hardware. So if you wanted to use a another brand of interfaces, wouldn't work. I mean, maybe they still do this. I don't, I don't know. But like for certain plugins where they actually made you like hook a dongle into the computer, like a USB dongle to use like certain effects and yeah. stuff. Is that something that still happens? I yeah, they still use it. The iLock. It's like a little dongle. Then that's for your plugins and like uh, Waves plugins and stuff like that. You got to have the dongle plugged into your USB in order to use it. Sometimes it frustrates me how some of the counter theft measures of programs make the programs so hard to use that it's actually easier to use cracked software. Yeah. (laughs) Like how I felt about it, it's kind of the way I feel about like Netflix now is like, you know, there was a point where I downloaded lots of TV and and, uh, Mm -hmm. music and stuff like this. And now like the services that you pay for became easier to use and more intuitive and they don't really cost that much money it's like you can have like right hbo go and netflix and we don't have hulu in canada but you know there's other things like i have like amazon prime or whatever and like mm-hmm. maybe that ends up costing like 30 bucks a month 35 bucks a month but then it's like you know everything's searchable it's all there a lot of new stuff just goes right there and it's so much easier than the crapshoot of like when you'd be downloading torrents and sometimes some of them were just viruses and some of them weren't the actual show and all this stuff and yeah it's just so much easier but it's the same with software like i had the same issue where i use adobe products mm-hmm. and there was a point where like when i finally paid for after effects because like, it's like the most useful program in the universe you know for years i had used a cracked one because it was like a fucking thousand dollar program and i was like a poor student exactly and if you're not if you're not using it every day it, you can't justify the price no it's like you know if it was your full-time job maybe you could justify spending that kind of money but i mean to go back to what you were saying earlier you know even with streaming music you know back in the day you know you were torrenting albums and now with spotify and apple music 10 bucks a month it's you get everything good quality just streaming is much easier than than downloading it and that's the way they can beat the 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 pirates mm-hmm. in quotes because because that frustrated me when when i finally paid for after effects and was supposed to feel proud of myself like hey man i got a thousand bucks together and i'm gonna buy this program and officially own it and then every time I would install it, it was like, all right, now sign into the Adobe website. Okay, I got to sign in. Now confirm this to download this. Okay, now make sure that the disk is still in the machine. Now type in this code. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like when I did the cracked one, it was just fucking download and I got to listen to chiptune music while it installed. <laughs> it, like, it was, I, rem- I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was frustrating. But look. Let's listen to some more music, and then we'll fucking keep talking. How about that? Sounds good. So, this is an oldie but a goodie uh, from Let Em Riot. This is All We Are, and uh, and we're going to listen to it now, man, because it's fucking catchy.
And that was All We Are by Let Em Riot. I'm here with Let Em Riot right now. How's it going? It's going. Glad to be here. Yeah, talking about cracked software. What's the weather like over there? Uh, it's a little windy right now, but sun's out. It's, you know, it's nice. You're in California, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in California, about an hour outside of L.A. Okay. So it's 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 L.A. Yeah, yeah. It's L.A. County, so. Do you work close to where you live? Mm, no. I work about... 30 miles away, so... I keep on hearing about how shitty the traffic is in L.A. Does that apply to the outskirts of L.A.? Or No. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're going towards L.A., yeah, that then everybody from the outskirts is going towards the city. And so, yeah, that can be pretty bad. But luckily, I don't have to go towards the city. Right? It could be It could be worse. It could be worse. What do you do when you drive? Do you listen to music or do you listen to podcasts or books or stuff? I actually listen to podcasts. Yeah. Mainly. Yeah, that makes sense. Or the radio, you know, talk radio. Yeah, I started um, because I have no time to do anything. Like, I've been downloading audiobooks lately. I like audiobooks. I, I haven't listened in a while because it's, it's really hard because I really get into the story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really hard to kind of work or drive. I just kind of want to sit there and listen. This was always my favorite thing. I probably talked about this on the show before. When, when I used to work a normal job, at first I would be listening to these audiobooks, and now they do them a bit better with, like, voice actors and stuff and actors reading. Mm-hmm. But back then when it was all just read by the Library of Congress, and then it's like just some weird... <laughs> they would read everything in this sort of tone. Yeah. What were the ones I was listening to? I probably said this exact same thing on the show. It was like this thing called, like, the Dark Elf Trilogy or something. It was like a fantasy novels by some guy called R.A. Salvatore and R.A. Salvatore. I don't know. But anyway, there's this dark elf called Driz Doerdan mm-hmm. or Doerden. I don't know how they pronounce it. But I'm well, not familiar. Well, anyway, the two narrators, because I read in the series, like one, a lady read the book and a guy read the other book and they said his name differently depending on who the reader was. But it would just be like, Drist Doerden stepped into the cave. <laughs> he pulled out his bow and leapt upon his magical leopard to whatever. And like, it, But it was all read in that way. Like It wasn't like yeah. with excitement or anything. But at the same time, once you were into the story, you were just into the story. No matter how stupidly it was read, I just cared what happened next. That's the power of storytelling, Alan Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Did you watch Star Wars? Yes, I did. How'd you feel about it? From hearing what others were saying, I thought I was going to be more upset than I was, but I was kind of like, okay. That's about the best I've heard. (laughs) Yeah, I was expecting to really hate it, but, you know, it's not the worst one I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone I, I spoke to was not happy. When the movie came out, I was under the impression that it was sort of like a 50-50 divide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and lots of people writing articles about, oh, it's divisive. You know, some people love it. Some people hate it. But yet everyone I talk to seems to not like it. And then if you go on the internet and watch any videos about it, it's mostly just rants about people who hate it. And then all the comments are negative. Like all of them. And what specifically did they not like? My main thing is Luke's story. I think I was upset by that. And I think that's kind of what most people were upset with, right? I don't know if it was... You know, if Disney had anything to do with it, but I feel like it was very... There was moments where it was just very Disney-fied. Is that a word? The humor was wrong. Exactly. Like it, was, it was. It didn't feel like... I think what I came away with when the movie was over, and I guess this is the big debate, is like what makes a Star Wars movie, but like it just didn't feel like Star Wars. Like I, I walked out and I was kind of like, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Like that felt off to me. Not to like overthink it too much, but Star Wars is like our modern day myth. You know, it's like everyone knows the story. Yeah. It's pretty black and white. Like it's like mythology. It's clear good guys, clear bad guys. It's not really a 
tale of the gray zone, you know? Like, so what they did with Luke, it doesn't only bug me because he didn't really do anything in the film and he was kind of a shitty character and then he had a heart attack at the end. Yeah. It was just a weird thing to do to the hero of the previous film to make him, like, this kind of jerk. Especially waiting all this time, especially with the buildup of the last film that, like, hey, this is going to be great. He's going to be, like, the mentor and trainer. And it's not to say that you can't be surprising or do new things or take it in new directions. But I think the main flaw with the movie was that I think the director had like a checklist and the writer, you know, like yeah. basically what what are all the things people expect? Let's deliver something surprising. But those choices weren't necessarily like more interesting or more entertaining. They were just not what you were expecting. It, well, yeah, you're not what, what you were expecting with the return of Luke. It should have been more climactic. Yes, of course. Okay. I mean, especially if you're going to kill him, like especially if he's going to die. Yeah. When you think about this new trilogy as a whole, it's pretty disappointing the way that the classic characters were treated. Now that Carrie Fisher's not alive, there's going to be no resolution with anyone. Sure. So the fact that Luke still pulled a heart attack at the end means that like there's no no real connection to the old movies anymore besides like Chewbacca who doesn't speak English mm-hmm. and R2 who doesn't speak English and the Millennium Falcon which is just a ship. I, I can definitely see that I mean the, all the old characters I mean they just didn't get the ending that they deserved maybe they're just opening it up for a new set of characters but uh, they could have ended the old stories better I can see that. I would have preferred if Luke actually had a big part in the first one what would have been preferable to me is if they just killed them all at the same time like him and Luke and Leia are in the Falcon and they do something heroic like actually end on a high note because I get the point that we're ushering in a new cast that's fine like of course that is always going to happen a new generation yeah in an ongoing series like that's totally cool Mm -hmm. what I don't like is that they kind of humiliated the old characters along the way. And I don't know if that was like some intention of like, well, if we make them assholes and losers, then people will like the new characters by default or something. But like the majority of the reason why I was excited for these movies was to see my favorite characters on the screen again Mm -hmm. and to have like Han fucking get himself killed in a really stupid and obvious way. I remember when I talked to people and they're like, oh, I didn't know Han was going to die. I'm like, what? He fucking walked out on, like, some crazy bridge with no railing Mm -hmm. for no reason. Like, what, you thought his son was going to shake his hand and turn into a good guy in that scene? Like, (laughs) the second he started walking down that bridge, I'm like, fuck, this is how they're doing it? Yeah. I wanted him to fucking go out in the Falcon. I wanted him and Chewie to die at the same time. You know how sad that would have been? If, like, him and Chewie fucking sacrificed themselves at the same time in the fucking Falcon and the whole thing blew up? I think that, um, I I, I mean, why... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But now, look, think about that. So he dies that way. No one mourns his death. There's no funeral. Fucking, in the second movie, Luke doesn't even get to say anything about it. He's like, where's Han? And then they literally cut away, and you never see what his reaction is. And then uh, then Luke has a fucking heart attack, and Leia won't be in the next movie because she's not alive. Well, see, now listening to you discuss, now now I'm getting upset. (laughs) Because... When I watched it, I was kind of like, eh, all right, that's the way it ends. But, you know, I'm seeing your point. It made me depressed. Like, I wasn't sad when Luke died. I was angry. Like, when he faded away, I was just like, what? There's a line in the movie where Luke is, is you know, he says, like, what'd you think I was going to run and save the galaxy with a laser sword or whatever? And, and part of me was just like, yeah, why not? What's wrong with giving this character one last hurrah before, like, giving us a send-off with these new characters? I see no problem with that. But I guess, you know... I'm a nerd, and uh, 
we need to be punished for caring, I suppose. You know, maybe I just wasn't into the, the story because it didn't bother me when I was watching the last few movies. Yeah, maybe I'm just not as invested as others. Is that bad? Should I be? No, you should be thankful. Because <laughs> when you're invested in something and they deliver a sequel whose whole fucking mission statement is like, hey, nerd, remember all this stuff you cared about? Well, fuck you. It's gone. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, why? Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever. Let's listen to a song, though. This will cheer me up. Okay. Here's a song I like. This is I Know by Let Em Riot.
And that was Let Em Riot with the track I Know, an oldie, but a goodie. See, and I can't even remember when that song came out. That's how old it is. So, speaking of, uh, fucking, nope, that's a terrible sentence. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about whatever you want, Andy. Yeah, yeah, this would be a very interesting show. (laughs) So you're talking about trying to get, like, a live thing together. Is this just something that's in your head, or are you actually actively, um... I mean, you have played live. Yes. I've been playing live pretty much since the beginning. Usually after I release, you know, EP, record, whatever, I usually spend the next few months trying to play live as much as possible because it's really hard to coordinate booking live shows while you're trying to record or write. I, I usually I just have like a one track mind. I usually I'm either focusing on writing or and then I move on to focusing on production. And then after that I'll focus on booking shows. Right. I can't really do more than one thing at once. Of course. So now that the record's done and taken care of, now I can concentrate on booking. Last time we talked about this, but I I remember you said there were sort of like different phases of your live performance. So at one point, I think you had like another dude, right? Yeah. Play guitar or something. Is that still something that's happening? Are you doing the one man band? Currently, it's just the one man band. I performed live and, you know, as a duo as a trio with live instruments like a live drummer or a live guitar player but now it's basically just me and I play guitar live you know just me a sampler and and guitar and a and a microphone that's it I, I like it it took a while to get used to it especially coming from playing live in bands it's a good experience and I like just being up there by myself I got a question for you this is like a sort of a production related question mm-hmm. but when you go to start a song what to you is like the spine of a song that sort of like gets the thing going for you when writing music yeah like when you start laying stuff down like what is it is it like a beat that gets you going is it like a melody is it the lyrics like what what, what do you start with it's usually a simple chord progression and then from there a lead sound it could be just some kind of riff whether it's a guitar or you know synth or even like percussion something that i can loop from start to finish and it doesn't get old right so i kind of use that as like okay this is a keeper you know because i write all the time and i for every like 20 ideas i have you know maybe one or two will become an actual song right if there's like a a nice hook or riff that's usually the one that i stick with and flush out that idea now do you write lyrics like poetry or do you just do lyrics once there's music like do you ever write down words and phrases like when you're not doing music stuff i try i try to keep kind of like a journal slash i don't know if i wouldn't call it poetry but it's more of just journal writing there's a term for it but it's just like it's not really journal writing but it's like more of like creative exercises but when i'm writing songs i'll just turn on the mic and i'll just kind of hum out ideas or sing gibberish and things like that and after doing that if if there's a melody that sticks i kind of play with that and then usually when you're singing a melody over and over again words start to pop in your head mm-hmm. you know maybe like a phrase or a sentence you know this, that's the starting point for a song lyrically lyrics have always been pretty difficult i could never sit down and write about a topic it's more of just kind of like mess around sing gibberish and then a you know something pops in your head and you t- i just kind of go off that do you have any go-to gibberish no there isn't like a thing <laughs> or when you boot it up and it always starts with like a la la li la lu la bum bum zoo it'll start like that but then you start slowly filling in those melodies with words Mm -hmm. and then sometimes it makes sense other times it's it doesn't but you know I don't have anything specific that I do when I'm when you're feeling the groove yeah 
some people when they're listening to demos they're like what are you singing there i'm like nothing it's gibberish and they're like no it sounds like you're singing something and i'm like no (laughs) those words mean nothing (laughs) but yeah and then usually i'll kind of listen back and i'm like well you know it sounds like i'm saying this well that's a good idea let's go with that Uh, have you ever watched i just watched them the other day and they're fucking ridiculous old videos on youtube where they where they watch like bollywood music videos and then put subtitles to what it sounds like they're saying in english it's like bad lip reading sort of except they don't change anything so it's like they just play a bollywood song right and they're singing in their their own language and since it's kind of sounds like random weird english words so they just put subtitles at the bottom of what it sounds like <laughs> i haven't seen that it's funny like there's this do a search for benny lava there's this one it's like it sounds like he's saying benny lava and so it, anyway it's really funny it's stupid as shit like it's, <laughs> what's that video where that um it's kind of like an american idol but in some asian country and she sings a song called ken lee have you seen that no i don't think i have <laughs> you gotta look that up Well, listen, we're going to listen to some more music, and then we'll keep talking. Cool. That's uh, that's what's going on today. So this one is definitely an oldie but a goodie, because I, I know this one. This is Don't Stop Running. Running. I don't know why I said running there. That's all right. Don't Stop Running by Let Em Riot.
was Don't Stop Running by Let Em Riot. And I'm here with Let Em Riot right now. Yeah. Mr. Oaks Jr. Man, you're not going to let that go, huh? No. (laughs) (laughs) None of my friends have their parents' names. None of my close friends are juniors. You don't know any junior? Well, except for me? Yes, you are a junior I know now. I'm trying to think. Honestly, yeah, none of my close friends have the same uh, names as their parents. And I didn't name my kids my name. I could have named my son my name. He would have been Alan the Third. I guess that's what happens, right? Yeah. I thought about it, but my wife said no. Yeah. <laughs> Your legacy dies. With it. Yeah. Right. That would have been cool, though. Yeah. What if you just add the third anyways? I don't know if that works, if it works that way. Well, you can just make his middle name the third. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that could have. I don't think that would have been okay with my wife either. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife sounds like a real stick in the mud. What? Who doesn't want to have their kid a stupid name? <laughs> right? Ridiculous. Got to do something cool. So he grows up and hates you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when your kid gets, you know, they're born and the first thing you think of is like, how can I get my son beat up at school? And then you just kind of go through a list of names. I'm like, that'll do it. <laughs> How's that going, man? Is your kid playing games or? Yeah, he's only five and he plays video games. Probably more than I should be letting him. But a part of me is proud, so I can't, you know. And he's getting good, you know. Minecraft. He's doing shit I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, my son's huge into fucking Minecraft. And yeah, he plays a way too much. Like, that's the only problem is, like, my son's actually, like, actually good at games. Like, not, like, child good, but, like, actually good. But it's coming at literally the cost of his schoolwork. (laughs) So, like, I'm looking at his writing, I'm just like, ooh, like, this needs to improve. (laughs) Because I I know where I I was at that level, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, when I was your grade, I was, like, writing short stories and stuff, because I still have them. And meanwhile, he's, like, he's scribbling all over the place, but then he goes and plays games, and he can full-on play anything, and I'm like, well, maybe this will pay off. Well, you know, that that might be a fault of the school though because I've, I've noticed that you know when I was growing up we actually had a penmanship class mm-hmm. and there's kids nowadays that don't know how to write cursive because the schools don't teach it anymore because you know the schools are like well, what's the point N- nobody uses cursive but then now I feel like an old man sometimes with like some of the things that they're doing in the schools and like teaching the kids and I like I don't want to I don't want to be that guy because like whenever you're one of those parents it's just like what are they teaching their our kids <laughs> in school you know like and yeah. whenever I hear that voice in my head I'm imagining some like old conservative dude and now like i'm having some of those opinions you have a different perspective now maybe i don't know i don't think i do i feel like they're just doing weirder things it could be i mean to me i was like well who doesn't teach cursive you know and people were saying well what's the point nobody uses it it was weird because you know i i was probably second or third grade and i remember penmanship classes and you know learning how to write cursive well also it's about the fucking hand eye it's like the fine motor control of your fingers and stuff i mean like because when, yeah. when i see the way like my son holds a pencil and i'm like dude like no like that's not <laughs> how you hold this thing it's not a fucking knife it's like a <laughs> it's a pencil like and it's funny because my son does the same thing yeah. <laughs> when are they gonna teach you to hold a pencil right yeah there's a lot of things like that that i've thought about like memorization's another one like you know they'll say the kids don't need to memorize anything because they can just look it up on a calculator or a phone mm-hmm. uh so why why do it and that logic makes sense teach the kids to use the technology because that's where they're going to be getting the information and as boring and as shitty as memorization is i still feel like that must be activating a part of the brain maybe like i think th- i think it's important because when you memorize stuff it's sort of like it puts it in your ram like if you were a computer like it's it's in your ram memory so like for me like i'm really shitty at math yeah remember remember your times tables well that's Learning the thing and, it's like you know? this sounds fucking dumb because it's like a really obvious statement but like mm-hmm. when something's memorized you don't need to think about it so your brain can be doing other 
important processing. And so it's like when it came to the times tables, it's not that you even had to think, oh, fucking eight times four is this. Mm-hmm. And I literally just said this because I don't remember. It's 32. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> 32 or is it 34 32 but, but back then i knew what it uh, you know without even thinking i could just right. tell you what it was because it's loaded in there because you've memorized it and so now it's just like no oh, you teach the kids critical thinking so they understand the math and i'm like i get that that's important but i also understand why it's important just to have a whole bunch of shit memorized so that you don't have to think every time you go eight times four and you're just fucking adding it up in your head it's like no you should just you should just know what that answer is. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think memorization is actually kind of useful. As boring as it is, I think it, it has a use. And I think it's useful for your brain to have instant access to things. So you don't waste your time thinking or looking at a fucking phone for an answer that you could just have. I agree. So let's fucking storm the school. We'll start a fucking parent association or whatever the fuck those things are called. You know, we're just getting older. I think we're losing touch. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened to our parents, you know, when they were our age. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Like, if, if this is just like a natural <laughs> thing that just happens once you have kids and all of a sudden, like... Yeah, in five, ten years, I'll be, you know, screaming at kids, get off my lawn. Yeah. Right? I'll fucking do that now. <laughs> I don't even have a lawn. <laughs> I just like to say it. it. sounds nice. Now I'm just banking on my daughter is basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> She's learning her numbers and she's really young and I'm just like, I can tell like, oh, she's she's getting her thing and her language is going to be probably like a little clearer and stuff. So I'm just banking right. on her. It could be just a boy boy thing. Yeah. Well, he's a write-off now. So like, I'm just, <laughs> it's, it's all about my daughter now. She's going to be the one. All right. And my son can go into competitive gaming or some stupid thing. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm shooting for. <laughs> <laughs> but then do you have any time to play now or is he just fucking hogging the system? I mean, I pl- I'll play with him a little bit, you know, a little Mario Kart. You guys get a Switch? Yeah, he would. He, he begged and begged. <laughs> and so I caved because I was like, ah, you know what? That actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. I want to try that. You know, maybe it's like I'm getting older. I'm losing touch. You know, I, and, you know, yeah, you got the Mario franchise, but, you know, a lot of the new stuff coming out, I don't know. I'm, I'm still used to Final Fantasy and World of Warcraft. And those were my games years ago when I was into gaming, you know, Starcraft. I don't know. I, I think I'm just getting older. Well, we are. It's, it's true. I'm, I'm just, I'm playing these. I'm like, no, this doesn't really, doesn't really have the same effect as it once did. Yeah. And plus I'm like, I should be doing something else more productive anyway. Yeah. I think that's what it is now. Now I just feel like every time I'm not doing work, like I'm getting stressed out now because I, because I'm not working every moment that I can. Yeah. And, uh, with kids running around and stuff, it's like, I have to compress a lot of hours of work into very few hours of work. Oh yeah. And it just sort of stresses me out because like I, <laughs> it's, it sounds weird. Weird, but it's just like I want to be working full time and I can't. Yeah. When I say work, I mean like doing this, like working on the yeah. doing the podcast and doing the sure. video show and, and all this stuff. Because there's a lot. It's, there's there's a full time job here mm-hmm. that I don't have time to do, and it all sort of piles up. Same with the music. It's I usually come home from work, make sure the sun's fed, and put him to bed, and then I come down into the studio and, and just work as late as I can before you know I I'm too just too tired to go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's tough scheduling, you know, especially trying to be creative. Yeah. You, you get in there and it takes a while because you can't just turn it on and, and go. So you're usually just kind of fiddling around and then waiting for inspiration to, to hit. But I keep working at it and try to get into a rhythm. So at least it's like, you know, maybe I don't feel truly inspired at that moment, but at least I'm being productive. Now, I guess that's the key, too. I and mean, it's the same with the writing exercises and stuff like that, right? Like you just just do it and then something will come of it. Exactly. And that's, yeah, you know, the writing exercises help because it's just it's usually you're just writing or typing pages of nothing, but then hopes that 
you know, during that process, something just kind of pops out of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, now we'll uh, pop out another song. I, that's not an expression. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I think this is an older track, but I, I don't think I've played it on the show. Hold on here. I'll just consult my list. And uh, and a shout-out to uh, to Fraser Davidson. Fraser Davidson is a listener and supporter of Beyond Synth. Nice. And he produced a Word document for me. Okay. Which literally says, and it sorts it by artists, like, all the times they were featured on the show. Uh-huh. So let's see here. That's, that sounds like a lot of work. Yep. Wow. Let them riot. Here are the songs I've played before. All We Are, Don't Stop Running, I Know, In Between, Say What You Need to Say, Slip Away, The Manual, and Waiting for You. So I have not played this track before. Okay. So this is Lovers and Losers by Let Them Riot.
And that was Lovers and Losers by Let 'em Riot. And I'm here with Let 'em Riot right now. Yeah, so what's the plan uh, going forward here? Like, uh, you got this thing. So you were planning some tour, uh, some performing dates? Performing dates. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, play as much as possible. Do you just do the L.A., like the area or are you trying to get out of there you know i did the the la thing for a while and it was really tough but it's getting better when i first started there were hardly any you know synthwave type shows but you know over the last year or so they've been becoming more frequent and there's a, a few people here in la that put on synthwave shows and i've just noticed synthwave festivals and shows kind of popping up more frequently and I, i'm pretty excited to hopefully be a part of some of that because when you're playing shows and especially in LA and you and you're up against like four other indie bands or rock bands mm-hmm. what I do is completely out of context and it's just nobody really gets into it cuz it's just you know they're not sure what to make of it when it's like rock bands and then electronic guy sitting there with a you know uh, with a laptop mm-hmm. so i'm trying to get more shows but i'd like to get shows with other kind of like-minded artists yeah so at least kind of like the whole the whole night of music has context you know mm-hmm. so i'm excited for that and you're happy with the reception of the album was there some reception yeah um i was really excited to finally release something on new retrowave you know they've been very supportive over the years i've been on some compilations and whatnot but Mm. to be able to put out an album with new retrowave is is pretty exciting and i think even the people that have been listening for years they seem to seem to dig it too so i can't complain i want to talk to 10 sometime yeah i i know he's sort of an elusive fellow you know that's what i keep hearing he's like he's like dr claw and inspector gadget right I'm hoping, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm playing the Neon Festival in August in Rhode Island, which is, you know, not too far from New York. So I'm hoping that maybe he'll show up and hang out. Are you man, are you able to do some things along the way? Or are you just going straight there to play and straight home? It's just, yeah, it's straight there and straight back. I would love to put some more shows and make kind of like a little mini tour out of it. But right now it's just that one show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fly there fly back so when do you find time to do like the rehearsal like where do you do those just in your studio or yeah the setup's pretty minimal i mean i just i have my my little mixer my sampler and put on a pair of headphones and you know i can i can rehearse right here do you feel foolish yeah it takes a while getting used to especially when you're working on the in-between song banter (laughs) (laughs) i'm sitting there talking to a wall how are you all doing tonight (laughs) having a good time Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, a uh, little weird, but yeah, it's cool, you know. What else are you looking forward to? Is there something you're looking forward to? Movies? Are you, is there any movies you're like, I can't wait till that comes out? I wish I could get out to the movies more often, but it's pretty tough. I really want to see Super Troopers. Well, maybe it'll get on Netflix real fast. It's a comedy, yeah. so like, <laughs> I feel like that'll be a Netflix special. Yeah. Okay, so since I'm confused all the time, what are the new tracks? Like the previously unreleased ones on the album? Like Wild Ones for sure, right? Yes. There's a song called The Golden Age. Yeah, and then there's uh, Let's Stay Out. That's a new one. Well, not really new, because I've, I've actually been working on that song for years. But I feel like I when I heard Let's Stay Out, I like it, but I was like, I've heard this before. <laughs> that sounded familiar to you? I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, I, I don't know what benefit it is telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> In all fairness, it's an old song. I, I mean, I've been sitting on that song for about a good like five years or so. So, you know, maybe... That's why it sounds familiar, because it's from uh, back in the day. 
same style. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think maybe uh, like my brain is damaged. It could be that too. I've had a busy week. It's like every night there's been a thing happening, and I'm not really like a drinker, but like every night I've had like some like event to go to, and it's several days in a row, and I'm like having beers at all the things. And did you go to the Perturbator show? So I had I recorded an interview with someone at their house, mm-hmm. uh, like a local synthwave act, and then we had some beers, and then the next night there was a local synth wave gathering in Toronto so there was some of the local Toronto people mm-hmm. like uh, Dana Jean Phoenix and Parallels and Michael Oakley lives up here now and Oh does he really? Yeah and so yeah we all went we all kind of hung out and Parallels played a show and then and then we were hanging out and so I had beers at that and then the next night was Carpenter Brute. That's right. And Lamatos opening, and, and I had beers at that. And then the next day was just like a, a friend's uh, birthday thing. And then and then I thought I saw you tweet about uh, computer magic. Yeah, that was the week. Bef- yeah. That was two weeks before because we had um, that we had an ice storm, mm-hmm. and they still drove in from Montreal. But uh, the the ice storm was uh, pretty intense. Like it it was really weird. I don't know what that's like. Well, the thing is, we shouldn't either. Like, there's, <laughs> there should not be ice storms in April. Like, that's not a correct uh, thing. Okay. Like, I, I do have a childhood memory of, like, a light snowfall in April, but the kind of snow where it just got really cold for a day, the snow kind of touched the ground, and the next day it was gone. Yeah. Whereas this was, like, a full-on fucking ice storm where that night there was, like, a foot of snow, and it looked like winter. And wow. it, the roads were ice, and it still it took, like, an extra week. There was a Netflix show shooting on my street we got the pamphlets and stuff because they want to use our parking spots to put their vans so i get to call the production company and i'm gonna ask them for money because well they they'll pay you to not park there and so uh, i'm like maybe they'll pay us in fucking swiss chalet coupons or something but like whatever and they were gonna do their shooting and then they the dude on the production said it was supposed to be a summer day for the the thing they were filming (laughs) and since there was so much snow they like canceled the shoot and they rescheduled it for a few weeks later so that's a terrible story like the the point of that's the exciting. point of the story is I'm going to get vouchers for like fucking like McDonald's or something so that we don't <laughs> park our car in the, the spot that they want to put their trucks. I, I, I have had friends who live in downtown L.A. You know, it was like every other weekend. They're like, oh, you can't come over. They're shooting a Volkswagen commercial on my on my street. Sorry. <laughs> I think the way it works, because, you know, those productions all have a lot of money. And if they if they are obstructing you in any way that then I think they got to give you money. Like it's, if you're a paying park it person, like you actually pay the city to park. They have to give you money. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I run a pretty stupid show. No, it's fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. I love it. Well, we could probably wrap this up. Okay. I'm going to play another song, and then we can say goodbye. Let's listen to this oldie called The Revenant by Let Em Riot.
Was the Revenant by Letham Riot, and we've been chatting with Letham Riot uh, today. Yes, I probably should have ended that with a different intonation. So that <laughs> I was waiting for something. Yeah, there's a way in proper parlance where you uh, you change the tone of the thing so the other person <laughs> recognizes that you finished your thought. Uh, these are simple things that I should probably know before starting a show where I talk to people. No worries, it's all good. But uh, yeah, man, listen, it's always fun to chat with you. Uh, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? No, I, th- I think we covered everything. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much done here. Well, listen, <laughs> I look forward to hearing more stuff. The album is good. Thank you, sir. Well, I got to thank Jacob for hitting you up. Yeah, that was awesome. He's uh, he's also a very good uh, Beyond Synth supporter. So here's to Jacob, the civil engineer. Cheers to that. Uh, yeah, and it's good. You make good music. Uh, it's very... Well, thank you. It's, it's a nice, consistent album. This is the thing... 
I know that sounds like a weird compliment to make, but like with a, with a lot of synthwave acts and why I like them compared to you know growing up and some of the bands I liked, you know you know the big bands when they would have a good single and then just have a mediocre album and it was all about that single. Yeah. And what I like with a lot of synthwave acts is like the good ones. I mean, is that I just feel like there's more consistency with the albums. Like I mean, this thing, this Let 'Em Riot album, it's like. All the songs are good. It just makes me happy as a thing, you know, where it's just like you listen to it. I'm like, wow, like it's not like it's, hey, man, it's all about fucking track six and all the rest of them are okay. Like they're all good songs. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It it doesn't hurt that. I I mean, I got to pick the best songs I felt were the strongest songs over the course of how many years? Maybe if I sat down and wrote 10 songs, they wouldn't have come out as good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we're going to find out, right? Right. Yeah. So are you working on new stuff? I'm always working on new stuff. It's just a matter of which ones I think are good enough to keep working on. At any one point in time, I'll have about maybe 12, 15 tracks that are just sitting there. I'm just like sporadically bouncing back and forth between them and working on them. Basically, the way I I have to work is I have to go, okay, you know what? I'm going to release something on this date. And then it kind of lights a fire into my ass to finish up some music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any ETA right now for anything like coming out or is there a plan like, hey, maybe in like a month or two, I might have a single? I I mean, I could have a single out by next month, but I don't know if I want to release a single or just kind of wait until I have maybe another five songs or, or maybe just wait until I have another album. Yeah. Maybe whatever the, the record label has an idea to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to talk to 10. <laughs> right? Hit them up. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them when the next record's coming out. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, most likely it'll probably be next year. I'll probably spend the rest of the summer booking shows, playing out as much as possible. And then fall time, then I'll just start working on music a little bit. And then, you know, start of the new year, then I'll be like, okay, it's time to really like uh, get focused and and, uh, start getting ready for another release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a rhythm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have a lovely day and it was nice talking to you again. You too. Thank you again for having me. Always a pleasure. Keep on trucking. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Cheers, buddy. All right. Later. Alright guys, and that was Let Em Riot. So it's always good to catch up with people. I like catching up, man. Uh, next week, we got a guest I've not talked to before, and it was a good one. I went and uh, we went. I went to his house, because he lives in Toronto. And we'll be hearing from Judge Bitch, who has uh, been in the scene for a long time, but has been on a break. And now he's back, and he's got a new album coming out. I think it'll be out by the time the interview airs. And and that's uh, what we're going to do next week, man. And then, uh, yeah, I got a bunch of fun shows coming up. A, f- a few new guests, a few guests um, who I talked to briefly on one episode. And now we're going to sit down and have a proper episode. And that is uh, with Computer Magic. And then what else? There's some more stuff coming. But look. Thank you all for listening to Beyond Synth. Uh, You guys are cool. Thank you for supporting the show. Hey, baby, do you want to say bye-bye? Papa. Do you want to say puppy? Puppy. No, puppy. What? Can you say A? A. B. B. C. B. D. 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 C. Do you want to host the show instead of me? Can you say Beyond Synth? Shit. <laughs> yeah, this show is shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs>
Okay, say, um, can you say cat? Cat. Can you say bye bye? Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, bye bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. If you would like to support Beyond Synth, please visit patreon.com forward slash Beyond Synth. And don't forget to check out Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram. If you want to submit your music for the show, please email it to beyondsynth at gmail.com. Have a lovely day. <laughs>